This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. This is Mike at I am Mike White. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. podcast is sick this week it is this the, the topic <laughs> yeah, this week is the yeah the topic this week is indiana weather and how much of an asshole it is <laughs> um so this morning i woke up uh i i'm on spring break right now mm-hmm. spring break mind you fun in the sun and <laughs> all that uh and I, we were supposed to go in today. I was going to have a yearbook day. So my yearbook kids were going to go to school and we were just going to work. And, and I was going to order a pizza and huh. we were going to hang out and work on the yearbook. So I woke up and, uh, and it, 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 there was like an inch of snow on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, it's, this is a snow day. I'm going to have to call it off. So I texted a few of them. And about an hour later at around 9 o'clock, it's, there's almost no evidence that it had snowed. <laughs> really? So I ended up going in anyway, but that's yes. just how weird this weather has been. Yeah, yeah. Life on the jet stream. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I was coming home from work and like I was at a stoplight and I looked over to my left and I thought I saw something, and then I was like, oh, okay, well it's, the snow is starting because I figured, okay, well we're gonna get like a little bit of snow. It's I mean because it's almost April at the time of this recording, um, and then just like not even. Not even a quarter of a mile away. I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. Um, <laughs> it just started just coming down just all over the place. And I was like, wow, that's all right. Cool. Indiana. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up with a cold. But uh, now that you're sick, you can stay home and obsessively view some things. Yes. Right? we can. I can obsessively view some TV shows that are guilty pleasures, which is the actual topic for for today's episode. Sweet. Sweet. Did you get... I, I, liked, I liked that segue. I thought that was good. Good job. That was a good segue. Yeah. yeah well, we teamed up for that one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the counterpart to our guilty pleasure movies episode which uh i was really proud of that one that was that was a lot of fun Um, it was i was a dick but yeah it was fun (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you were fine i uh, and my brother was on that one he's not on this one obviously right i have a little uh a little clip i think from the from that was edited out of the guilty pleasure movies episode so maybe i'll throw that in here um to add kevin to the mix yeah um yeah so, you can have your dog join us. Your dog, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he's outside pooping. Oh, that uh, sucks. Why aren't we recording Lucky. That? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some old recordings of that. <laughs> oh, well, who doesn't? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. So we're going to start all the podcasts with a talk about my dog? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, so Guilty Pleasure TV shows... Uh, uh, I gotta admit, this is this one is a little more difficult for me than the movies. Me too. And me too. I watch a lot more movies than I do TV, uh, and I'm kind of selective with my TV. So if there's really anything I feel guilty about watching, there's usually a reason, and I kind of just stop watching it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I, I had to dig deep for some of these, but uh, yes. 
I I think I've got some. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few. Um, some dark horse ones. I don't think you guys will be expecting. <laughs> um, should we begin? Who wants to go first? Uh, I think I started last time. You don't want to go first? I'll go first. No, I'm just kidding. I can go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this was hard for me, too, because I don't know. I watch a lot of TV, but uh, I, I think there's a lot of good TV right now. There's a lot of bad TV, too. Right. But um, I don't watch reality television. Not really. Uh-oh. Not, not really. That's where some of this is going to come from. Mm-hmm. My first one... Uh, I don't know if I necessarily feel guilty about it, but I think a lot of people would find it to be a pretty crappy show. It is on the Discovery Channel. It is called Sons of Guns. Have you guys ever heard of it? Oh, man. I yeah. think you told me about it enthusiastically one time, Angry. and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> don't shoot me. Um, yeah, I'm guessing both of you would probably hate it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it's one of these shows that have become so popular where they will go and film people doing their jobs, which sounds terrible, but, you know, sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're not. Uh, This one is about a customs firearm store in Louisiana. I believe they're, like, close to or in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, they build custom firearms, and... uh, they're well-known in the region, and, of course, after the show, they're well-known nationally now. Uh, most of the guns that they sell are, uh, like, federally restricted. They sell a lot of automatic, fully automatic firearms. So it's not for the everyday person. Mm-hmm. I'll, pr- I'll never own one of their guns. <laughs> um, but it's really, because of that, it's interesting. People will, like, send them, like, cannons, and they, they refurbish the cannons and rebuild them and get them functioning. And then every single episode ends with them testing what they built. And so they've gotten to blow up some really cool stuff. Um, the only thing that keeps me watching the show is the cool guns. That. <laughs> um, but it is, it is a very, very, very fake show. Um, nice. Because they will get these customers who come in and they're like hey can you I don't know build me this and it's just what they build is so impractical that it's just clearly like an actor they hired to come in and say hey build this for me wow. it's, it's 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 really blatant I think only the 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 dumbest of the dumb actually believe that it's true <laughs> like there's some dude who apparently works for this security company who you know, sends people overseas to supplement the military and stuff like that in in the war. Wow. And he's he bought like I don't know, the craziest stuff, like this this thing that they bolt onto the side of their boat to shoot warning players and it's like no, you're not no. <laughs> this is so fake. Wow. So That's awesome. But it has some colorful people on it and it's uh it's got cool guns on it, so <laughs> That's why I watch it, but it is admittedly a crappy show. Hmm. That's funny. It's yeah, on Netflix. It. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably um, still won't check it out. Right. Yeah, I, I would not blame you at all. Yeah. <laughs> not really in its demographic. Um, no. No. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you mind if I go next? Because I got like an extension of Tiny's. Go ahead. Um, mine is very similar to Tiny's. It's a, it's a reality show called Tanked that 
Taint. Taint. <laughs> Tanked. Um, Taint. uh, t- <laughs> uh, tanked. It's about people who make f- custom, uh, aquariums and fish tanks. Um, fish tanks with a K. Um, but no, it's, and I don't watch it regularly. In fact, the only time I ever watch really any reality TV is when I'm drinking at my friend Yuri and John's house. Um, so Tanked is about a group of guys who they own this custom aquarium place to make these really high-end aquariums for people. I think they're based in Vegas, but also like Tiny's. I mean, it's it's reality. It's a reality TV, so it's incredibly, incredibly fake, um, and it's almost an interesting study to watch it. And uh, kind of as a study of, like, people actually believe that, like, buy into this as reality TV. <laughs> um, as a couple examples, they had, like, a big, um, they had, like, a big job for a mega church. And it was, like, this huge, huge aquarium that, like, and they had, like, a, a crucifix or cross or whatever in in the aquarium, but they couldn't. There was something about it, like they couldn't figure out how to make it float, or or they were afraid it was going to float, or it was it wasn't going to stay stay down. So like the camera work of that, it was like very clear that it was like okay, well, this is going to end up fine, but we need to manufacture drama in in <laughs> in edit around it. Mm-hmm. So they basically had like one or two, one or two scenes of them being nervous about it fitting improperly. And then cut to commercial break. And in those two scenes, it was like really just really cliched, like slow motion kind of stuff um, in dramatic music. And then cut to commercial and boom, it's it's fine. It's 100 percent fine. Yeah, Um, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they had like other other things that was like um, in the downtime between jobs, they there was some really hackneyed. prank war that they played on each other it was like really really stupid um yeah it was dumb it was like like one guy put a bunch of hot sauce in another guy's lunch and then another guy led the other one to think that he was that he won the lottery (laughs) and it was just really stupid like it was like like the worst acting i've ever seen and it was (laughs) it's it's almost fascinating it really is um and then there was another instance where uh, there was a surprise. <laughs> there was a surprise um, uh, fish tank that was that was. It was actually a pretty cool one because it was like it was in this guy's quote unquote man cave, and it was like a beer themed one. So, like it had like a, a pony keg in it that it was actually a real keg that he could, you know, drink beer from. Um, it was, it was interesting, but it was funny because a, first of all, the man cave was just, was like a den with pictures of his wife, him and his wife and decorated with like, it had like a welcome. It was, it was weird. It was like, not like a traditional like man cave that you would think of as a man cave, but Mm -hmm. I like I get the sense that it was like, oh, okay, well, we'll call this the man cave or whatever, and we'll do this or whatever. 
But then they were like, oh, he's going to be home at any moment. And then there was a scene where I swear they, they, they had her come downstairs to tell them he'll be home. They'll, that he'll be home at any moment. And it was a surprise. So they, they were all like, oh, this is really intense. We need to finish the job. But they started the scene like two seconds too early. So you see her pause and get ready to come down. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my first uh, my first entry is, is Tanked, which is also on Netflix. The last I checked, I don't know if it still is or not, but it's it's such a crappy show. But it's fun when you're you just you know hanging out and have a couple beers in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mike, what do you got? Well, I'm gonna stick, I guess, in the same area uh, and kind of do a twofer here. One of them, I'm not even sure is really a guilty pleasure i I think Hmm. i think people generally like it i'm not so embarrassed to say i like it the other one i am a little bit uh you mentioned before tiny comic book men Mm -hmm. and i guess the only way it would be a guilty pleasure is because it's super nerdy and you can tell a lot of the conversations they have are staged and it's a reality show so that's a bit of a guilty pleasure but more so i'm gonna go with uh the show toy hunter huh Hmm. You guys heard about this show? No. Uh, reality show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on the Travel Channel, and it's just like all the other um, uh, auction type shows, you know, bargaining shows. Where so he'll go to these places, these people who have really old toys, or these shops that are trying to let go of some toys, and then he'll find the stuff and and bid on the stuff and. Uh, and it's actually really cool to see because I'm I'm a toy collector myself, uh, and I I like to kind of see some of the old stuff they get stuff that was before my time and uh, the stuff I like even more is the stuff that I remember from when I was little. They there was one time where they found some molds for uh, some Jurassic Park action figures, oh, wow. which were apparently incredibly valuable. Um, and I like I had a couple of the action figures that those molds you know created which were not valuable just it was cool to see where they came from that's cool and uh and you know it's it's totally staged and they add the they add the dramatic music coming out of or coming going into the commercials or coming out of a out of a scene uh and so it's really annoying in that aspect but Mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting just to see the toys they look at nice yeah it's yeah it's funny i mean reality tv I don't want to turn this into a reality TV episode, but it's funny to think that our biggest problem with reality TV seems to be the manufactured scenarios and the piss poor uh, filmmaking of it. Um, yeah, right. So right. it's just it's just kind of interesting to think about that. Um, well, it's bad because we all know. It, it, reality TV is made on the cheap, and that, and that's why there is so much of it. Right. Um, it's just getting to a point, and I guess it has been this way for a long time. I don't know why I said it's getting to a point, but it's so obvious that it's poorly made, and that's what frustrates me. Is they they um, they sell it as as good stuff, good content, and it's really not. It's really crap, and people believe so much of this stuff as as real. Yeah. It's uh, 
I kind of wonder if there's going to be like a reality TV like renaissance or something like kind of how you know TV today is just at like a a a high point that I wonder if reality TV is going to reach a par, par, point where they're like okay well the market is oversaturated so we're going to have to do something to kind of break the mold and, and kind of be new so maybe they'll start like actually taking care of the the problems that there are but I don't know how they can it. do that. Yeah, I don't know how they can do that without just making it more, uh, more formulaic and more staged. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, there's and, and there's there's different kinds of reality television as well. I I think some of the stuff that we just described is more. It's it's sort of like a documentary, but it's on television, and then they throw in some really crappy structure to it and try to try to add drama to it when they really don't need to uh but i I wonder if these shows if if they took out all that stage dramatic stuff that has nothing to do with the actual focus of the show i wonder if they took that stuff out if it would still be interesting to us i i think it would i mean yeah i like to think it would like if, if, if the show tanks was just about them installing fish tanks and they they yeah. out the stuff where they're pranking each other and we're watching all that. Would it would it still be as good? It would be a really good two hour documentary. But yeah, would be able to sustain it. Oh, exactly. eighty five minute documentary. Let's be real. <laughs> okay, it's about fish right. tanks. Yeah, um, <laughs> being generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's what kind of separates it from like makes makes reality TV reality TV and not just reality. Uh, or not just documentary documentaries, um, right? So yeah, uh, Tiny, what's your next one? Um, man, I really struggled to find stuff. <laughs> I'm really picky about my TV. Um, there's a lot of shows, reality shows like that that I watch that are technically reality, but I'm I'm not. I don't consider them guilty pleasures because I don't think they suck. Um, there's there's only one competition show I watch. It's ironically, or not maybe not so ironically, it's also about guns. It's called Top Shot. <laughs> they get it is a competition show. They get like twenty shooters together, and they compete each week. And someone gets kicked off each week. And there's an there's a top shot, a top shooter at the end of each season. And they do the same stuff. Um, it's there's staged drama. There's there's always some guy who's really nice and some guy who's really mean, and it's uh, most of the people are military, so there's like, oh, Navy sucks. No, the Marines suck. It's it's a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, they throw a gay guy and a black guy and a yeah. Uh, the, all all the women always get voted off. Yeah, um, oh, wow. early. <laughs> it's uh, I just I just like it because the competitions are really interesting. Um, there's uh, like they have people do these really amazing trick shots where they'll like spin them upside down. And then you'll have to shoot a shot glass off of a board that's twenty feet away. It's it sounds kind of silly, but a lot of the stuff they do is just really cool. They use um, a lot of firearms that you can't really get as a civilian. They'll use cannons and they'll use uh, other kinds of. They'll use like grenade launchers and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Um, and it's the, the the reason that I can justify watching it is that. And I feel this way about other some some of these other competition shows, even including like Dancing with the Stars and uh, you know American Idol. 
I think that they're justifiable because it is a showcase of talented people doing talented things. And that's no different than, you know, going to see a magic show or going to see a play or whatever, a one-man show. It's just a little trashy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so that's why I think I I don't really have a problem with people getting attached to those and, and finding entertainment in that, but it's stuff like The Bachelor or like uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians yeah. or Jersey Shore. That is absolutely valueless shows, valueless yeah. television. Absolutely. But American Idol, at least there's talented people singing. You know, I, I realize they emphasize the competition and not the actual performances per se, but... You know, and so that's that's kind of how I justify watching that show. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I agree. And with the talent show kind of stuff, like the the Dancing with the Stars and stuff, I mean, it's just not for me. And it's, I, it's not for me either. But I yeah. Oh yeah. I like it. Right. Right. I just, I think I'm just, I'm kind of bitter that it's so, it's so ingrained in our society because mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like, to an extent, it's almost like professional sports. Like I, I'm just not into it and everyone else is. And it kind of feels like, well, I'm sitting here talking about House of Cards and they're talking about <laughs> like something that I can't really get into not, yeah. not that that really comes up or anything but it's still something that's like i wish everyone was talking about house of cards as much as they were talking about reality tv and american idol and stuff like that and survivor yeah um yeah so anyway my next one is uh i'll go with this one kind of break from the reality tv show stuff this is a show that I enjoyed when it was on for um, two seasons in an episode, um, and I'll probably never watch it again, so, I mean, it's just a guilty pleasure for my past, I guess. The Fox hit um, Prison Break. Oh, yeah. Oh, you loved that show, I man. did. I was really into it. <laughs> Um, and I say two seasons in an episode because it was pretty good for two seasons in an episode. The The concept was a little, and this is a whole other discussion, the concept for the first season was just really cool. It was this guy gets into prison to break his brother out of prison, and in order to do that, he has to make these alliances with these, these other inmates, and they need he needs their help, and he has it all planned out because he's like a savant, and he has like tattooed the plans on his back and that's where it kind of got a little convoluted Mm. but it was fun it was a fun it was a fun show i mean um (laughs) and it was it was just kind of i don't know but the problem with it one of the problems with it was it was back with well i guess it's still a problem now but 22 episode seasons yeah. It's just like I think with the rise of cable uh premium and basic cable uh 
original programming, I think that the 22 episode uh, season of television model is just dying. It it doesn't it doesn't work as it, for this form of media. Um, yeah, and it's and it, it's really evident in Prison Break because in the first 13 episodes they're planning it out and everything, and then they have it all all figured out. And they're about to do it, and I think I think what it was was that they didn't know that they they didn't know if they were going to have another a, another a back half of the season, so they had written it as them breaking out in the thirteenth episode. But then uh, throughout the season, it became a hit, so they were like, "Okay, well, we want you for a back nine or back however many episodes." Um, and so the end of the thirteenth episode is them about to about to do the escape and then failing like like they have to go back and they can't they can't escape so there's a big cliffhanger in the middle of that in the middle of the season and then the second half of the season is just them basically doing everything again <laughs> um in in orchestrating the prison break and i mean it's just kind of like uh it's 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 a stretch um, yeah that show was the concept was unsustainable already, yeah. and then if you ask them to write 65 episodes in three seasons, that makes it even worse. Yeah. And it had, what, five seasons? Uh, I think four and a, a TV movie or, or direct-to-DVD movie that I never watched. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, I will say this, that season two was actually really good. I really liked it. Um, just no shame there. It was It was really cool because it was like they'd... I think it was like eight eight of them broke out and then they just kind of everyone kind of went their separate ways but then like there's this whole the whole season is them on the run while this nationwide manhunt is underway and then William Fickner plays the the FBI agent who's hunting them and it's just it's really cool and they all end up in the same place because they're all searching for this kind of uh this stash of money that they that they knows and it's it's a it was a really good season of somewhat trashy te- television mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then season three season four was just i don't know season three was their i'm not gonna go through every single season <laughs> but season three wasn't that good and then season four was kind of unique in a way, because they start working with the government. I guess. I guess there was a a season of the A Team where, where that was like that because people were calling it the A Team season. But it was just turning into like a spy thriller. It was, it was yeah. ridiculous. They tried to turn it into like a cons- this whole conspiracy plot. Yeah, it was because they were because the whole prison break thing was just finished. It, it was exhausted. Yeah, they had him. They had him break out of prison twice. I mean. <laughs> The whole Panama thing was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. It was it was like it was like prison break. It was like prison break subtitle Panama. Yeah, exactly. That's it exactly was ridiculous. What it was like. uh, yeah, I agree though. It was it was really fun the first season. It was, and they they were surprisingly successful the second season, and then it just fell off. Oh yeah, and then they just went to really contrived areas at the end of the series. I was like, it was like soap opera esque kind of stuff. It was, it was awful. Yeah. Um, and then somehow they, they messed up the timelines in season four, I think, because one of the characters had a baby in season one. 
then in season four, I want to say that the kid was just either just being born or yeah, because I think he I don't know what it was, but it was like I don't know, but the timeline did not match up remotely at all, and it was just it was really ridiculous. So yeah, that's my next entry. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, mine's definitely not going to be as in depth as that because um, <laughs> I don't think you guys were a part of this. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a show. I think it's a drama. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be obsessed nice. with wrestling. Um, huh. I had several of the action figures. I had belts, you know, like that I would wear uh, because I was champion. Not because you, uh, not because you accomplished it. No, I was gonna say not because you accomplished the tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Um, so yeah, I had I had belts. I I loved Monday Night Raw. There was a time in sixth grade, I think it was, going into sixth grade, my friend and I kind of liked wrestling. We mostly just liked it uh, on the chance that we would see like some blurred out boobs from the from the <laughs> WWE DVDs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we would go to school and I, we seriously, I think we counted the whole year uh, you couldn't go a day without seeing an Austin 316 shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, it was such a massive, massive hit. It's not nearly as popular now as it used to be, of course. Um, but I was totally one of them way back when. I never had an Austin 316 shirt, but I used to love The Rock. Uh, I loved Hulk Hogan when I was younger. Then later on, I liked Shawn Michaels. I loved basically anybody who was who was the face, which is a which is a wrestling term for for the popular one. Uh, I was a fan of, um, and then. I have this debate with my friends. Is wrestling now worse than it was when we were younger? Or do we just realize now how bad it is? Uh, and I'm not sure the real answer. I, I genuinely think it's it's not as good as it used to be. I think it's a little over the top. Uh, and there's almost no wrestling. I mean, as, <laughs> as interesting as the drama could get, I just like the wrestling. Uh, and I and I think I'm pretty sure there is less wrestling uh, nowadays. It's it's all built up so you pay for the pay per views now. Uh, um, and back then we used to get the pay per views, but you like Monday Night Raw after a Sunday Night pay per view was always like the best Monday Night Raw of of this the season. Um, let's see. I actually went and saw a live taping of a Monday Night Raw. I saw. Shawn Michaels beat Vader for the belt, which was pretty cool. Um, and I'm really just using Monday Night Raw as a catch-all for all. Sure. For, for Thursday Night SmackDown, uh, yeah. Sunday Nitro, all <laughs> all of those shows. I watched them all. I loved wrestling, but I was wow. I was definitely WWF over WCW. Okay, that's what that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Because I was the opposite. I actually liked uh, WCW. You bastard! Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Was, I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't know this, but I think WCW was more popular for a time. I think it was. Yeah, there there was a time when you know it was uh, uh, NWO was popular, and right. then 
WWF responded with their Attitude Era, and that's kind of when Stone Cold Steve Austin hit. And then I'm pretty sure WWF became the more popular of the two from then on. But just before that, it was uh, WCW, the Wolfpack, NWO. Oh, man, I I had an NWO hat. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, I was such a big fan. Uh, Yeah, it, it was so trashy. Yep. I avoided it for a long time. My parents would let me watch it because he owns violent and stuff. Yeah. And I think I just finally... There, you're right. There was just so much of it back then. It was like it was like four nights a week you could get wrestling or five yep. nights a week maybe. Yep. And so it's like there's just so much of it. My parents basically just couldn't police it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So that it, after a while, they're just like, screw it. You can watch it. <laughs> and uh, I, think, I think I maybe just got into it so much at the beginning because... Uh, it was taboo or whatever, and my parents just kind of ro- rolled their eyes. <clears throat> my voice keeps cracking. Um, my parents just kind of rolled their eyes, I guess. Uh, yeah. And so maybe that's why I watched it first. But I stuck with it for a year or two, and it just wore off. <laughs> yeah. I watched it mostly with my dad. It was a show that he and I would watch together, it, and my brother. Um, we were we were quite obsessed. I remember. I wish the, I. Uh, I was gonna, sorry, buddy. I was gonna say. Um, Go ahead. I remember the the Goldberg winning spree. Um, he, yeah, uh, yeah, he he won like 130 matches in a row or something. Yeah, and that was like the biggest thing ever. I remember like people talking about it at school. I was like, I know, right? He won it again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's staged. <laughs> yeah, how does he do it? He's the exactly. best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I well. I love that. Uh, you know, they talk about the Attitude Era of. WWF, which was like 98 to 2000, maybe 2001, as some of the best wrestling. And, you know, if you look at like the 10 most iconic matches and things in history, that that happened during that time. So I remember when Owen Hart died in that pay-per-view falling down. Yeah. Uh, from the rafters. I remember the, uh, the, what was it? Something, something screw job, uh, where they stole the belt from Bret Hart and gave it to Shawn Michaels. That was a big deal, um, and we watched that one. I remember when, when Stone Cold fought. I, I, I guess it was Shawn Michaels, uh, and Mike Tyson was a was the judge, was the <laughs> referee. <laughs> so stupid, wow. but I loved it, and I remember watching all those things. Um, and a lot of cool things have come from it. I, I think um, I think The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has done some dumb things, but I think he's also done some interesting things in movie and TV. I, yeah. I think he's really charismatic, and I like him a lot. Uh, Mick Foley is a prolific writer, and he's a very interesting guy. I listened to him on The Nerdist right. a while back, and he was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's good. It's It's... It was, I guess, uh, it was part of the mainstream back when I watched it, but it, it's still kind of trashy TV, uh, and it's definitely trashy now, so I guess that's why you'd call it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Right. I remember it being very, very, very... It was like the professional sports of elementary school because I was so disconnected from it. <laughs> because I, I just, I had done, I was like, this is stupid. I'm not, I'm watching, you know, what was I watching in elementary school? I don't know, but anyway, um, it was just like, all right, yeah, cool. Go ahead and watch your stuff. That's that's weird. 
it's it's <laughs> a form of entertainment that's like eighty percent novelty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's just no there's no substance. Right. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> um. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's mine. Cool. I think uh, actually just not to expand on it too much, but mm-hmm. I think uh, WWE has actually like they have like a films department. Like they're making movies now. Oh yes, uh, Ocular or Oculus or something like that. Right, right. Is, that's oh, coming is out that the WWE movie. Huh. Mm-hmm. And of course, because uh, because their their XFL football league did so well. <laughs> that's something that I kind of wish would have been would have taken off just as just as a a thing. No, I'm thinking yeah. of something else. Never mind. Well, what are you, what do you mean? I'm thinking of arena football. Oh. Uh, yeah. Football still happens, yeah. Yeah, I I wish that any Indianapolis still had a team because that'd have been cool oh. to go to a game. Yeah. Um, I think Indy's got a professional football team out there. Uh, yeah, hey. the, you can probably catch a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's the Broncos. Is that it? Uh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, actually, it kind of was for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Something with a horse, right? Yeah, something with a horse. Um, that Peyton Manning really likes his horses. Yep. He does. Likes his whores. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I don't, I'm sure he's a wonderful family man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has the uh, children's hospital here. Yeah. He does, yeah. Yeah. So Jerk. anyway, I used to love wrestling. I yeah. loved wrestling. And I still tell uh, one of my friends uh, that if there's, you know, next time, and I think it just happened, the next time The Rock is on a pay-per-view, we're going to get it <laughs> together. <laughs> But nice. I, of course, never do. Yeah. And I have the Rock DVD, the best the best of the Rock, <laughs> which has the greatest match of all time when Hulk Hogan fought the Rock. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's Good. cool. It's classic. Nice. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Tiny, what do you got? Uh, my last one, uh, I think you guys will like it. Um, there, There's more reality TV I could throw in here, but I think we've kind of played that out. Um, but my last one is actually the Big Bang Theory, which I believe mm-hmm. has, is, <laughs> has turned into a guilty pleasure of mine because it is decidedly not that good of a show anymore. Turned uh, I, in? I know that you two would argue that it never was good. Uh, I think that is false. Um, I, I feel like it had... Um, I don't know. I just really liked it from the beginning. I, I think it was a good show. I think it was something different. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, obviously the format was pretty formulaic, um, but that doesn't mean that it has to be bad, you know? Because um, we all like sitcoms, and those are pretty formulaic for the most part. Right. So it just did something different, where it showcased nerds and uh, had them going through classic nerd stuff. <laughs> and it became really popular and i think i you know a lot of a lot of crappy stuff is popular but i feel like that was a good show for a while i really i really think it was but it has turned into a pretty standard couples show now yeah um because all of them are in relationships with the exception of raj but even raj can just talk to women now like he couldn't before it's i don't know it's just it's not that good. they've had a couple good episodes this season, but out of the twenty or so, there's been like three, maybe. Jeez. 
Yeah, it's really not that good anymore. <laughs> anymore. Hmm. anymore. Anymore. You know, I would <laughs> I would I would I would agree with you about it. At the beginning it was okay. It was I watched four seasons of it and I went into it knowing what it was. Um because I basically was like, okay, well I need a new dinner sitcom where I come home from work and I have like a sandwich from Subway or something. I'm just going to eat and watch a show. And that's what that turned in, turned out to be. Um, it's just something I watched through on when I came home from work until I went to sleep. And it was fun for like four seasons ish. Um, but it just got really, really tired and really just, just recycling things over and over again and just really kind of I'm not a big fan of is it Johnny Galecki? Johnny Galecki, yeah. Yeah, I I hate him in that show with a burning passion cuz he's so like nasally and whiny and he plays the he plays he plays the stereotypical nerd as a stereotypical nerd. If that <laughs> makes sense, like too too much of an extreme. He's on the way end of the spectrum in terms of over overplaying the stereotype of a nerd. Yeah, it's just, it's it's frustrating because anytime he's on screen, I'm like, I hate that guy so I much. I think the whole show. That's kind of, you know, I've gone at length about why I don't watch it, and the whole show is overplaying the idea that they're nerds. Yeah, but I mean. I'm talking about like more an aesthetic kind of thing in a vocal kind of, uh, gotcha. yeah. They're like the characters on the show are are like caricatures. Oh, absolutely. Because like like, it's it's a it's a common joke that nerds aren't very good at talking to girls. Yeah. But there's a guy who literally cannot talk to girls. Like he <laughs> he has a like a mental block on talking to women, and it's like. That's that's an extreme that almost yeah. doesn't exist. If, if somebody has that condition, it's not funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, and, it's and, not funny. It's not funny when you can't talk to girls. Okay, so stop <laughs> laughing at it, guys. It's a serious problem. <laughs> so that's why you're sick. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah, it's the the characters are caricatures more than anything, yeah. and that's I think people who are actually nerds probably they watched it towards the beginning like oh it's a show about us it's cool and then they realized that's kind of a ridiculous portrayal of us yeah um, so maybe that's why it's kind of lost some of its luster but i still think sheldon cooper one of the best characters ever i mean there's just never been a character like him he's just so interesting to watch even to this day I find myself laughing at his dialogue. It's it's funny to me. Uh, he's just such a unique character. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. It's really cool. I, I think I really think he is. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I mean, he he is an interesting character. He's the best part of the, well, aside from the bare naked ladies theme song, he's the best part of that show. <laughs> well, come um, on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly Cuoco. Yeah, but even hers, even she's kind of. I mean, she's even more one note than the nerds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She she's an ex, she's a caricature too of yeah, and she she's an extreme of a naive girl who moves to Los Angeles to become an actress. Like absolutely, just, 
unbelievably played out even on television shows yeah. and they should have that, that's like the least creative part of the show yeah and plus she yeah. dated Johnny Galecki for a couple of years so she's she, lost she, my eyes I'm kidding because I, <laughs> I really like so vac- Christmas <laughs> Vacation she is very hot though yeah yes yeah uh, yeah. uh Mike do you have any thoughts on the Big Bang Theory uh no, not anything that I haven't already said about it. Yeah. I I could probably give it more of a chance, but uh I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of bothers me. Yeah, there are there are many more sitcoms that should be watched ahead of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Did you guys see that it got renewed for like 3 seasons? It's going to go until its 10th season. Yep. Oh man. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's too much. It's way I mean, way too much. Makes sense. It's the most watched sitcom on TV. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, it's my turn. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to go with here. You know what? I think I'm going to go with, and this will probably be my last one. Um, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm wanting to kind of go with 24, but yeah, I, I don't know. Even now, I'm not. I'm kind of lukewarm about the the mini series that's coming out. So, and the last season was just such a train wreck for me that I don't even know if I would count it as a guilty pleasure. Although season five, uh, one, two, three, and five were really great, and then season four was an awesome action movie. <laughs> um, but my actual pick for the episode is, uh, I guess, Family Guy. Um, wow. yeah, cause it, I mean, it's been That's on tough for to call a guilty pleasure. It is, it is. And maybe it's, maybe it doesn't even count at all, but I mean, it's just kind of turned into a show that I, it's like what I watch after I watch Bob's burgers. That's what it turned out to be. And it's kind of another one of those kind of like, don't commit yourself to that much of a, um, don't commit too much of your mental faculties to watching it because it's just kind of, I mean, it's been on for 12 seasons. Um, it's, it's gotta be a little dry now. Some of it, some of the stuff is a little hit or miss, but when it's a hit, I think think you could say that about the entire show, the entire run of the show. And, and I don't know that, I don't know that it's running dry. I don't think it's running out of material. I think it's doing hmm. the same random BS that's been doing since the very <laughs> beginning, and people are just catching on that it wasn't very clever to begin with. It was annoying more than anything. It's it's funny because I like if you were to say that if you were to go back in, back in time before it, I'm sick. Um, <laughs> if you were to go back in time and tell me that before it came back on the air, I'd have been like, no, you're crazy. But Mm -hmm. I've watched the early episodes so many times, like back when I bought them on DVD, like way before it even, there was even a chance of it being uh, resurrected. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, uh, I can't watch those episodes at all anymore. Cause I mean, a, the show's drastically different and Uh B, all the gags are just, they're not, when you take away all the jokes and everything, there's no real substance to the, to the show there. 
Um, no, I and that's what I hated from the very get go of that show. Yeah, and it blew my mind how popular that was. People people called it you know better than South Park, and by no means is it better <laughs> than South Park. No way. South Park right. is brilliant. Yeah, I wish South Park was still on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Family Guy has. It's always been all. It's mostly style, above yeah. anything else, and it's not really a very appealing style. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some yeah. of the, some of the like, um, time travel kind of plot lines and stuff like that. Some of it's pretty clever. I'll admit that. Um, like, there's an episode where Stewie goes back in time to something like the beginning of the universe or something, but the the power of he goes back too far, so he goes to nothingness, and then the power of his time machine creates the Big Bang and creates the universe. So I think that's just a clever kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but as far as the joke-to-laugh ratio, to borrow something that I think Mike mentioned in a way earlier podcast... Um, joke density. Joke density. It's It's really... It's on one hand, it's contingent on knowing references that are way, way outdated, and it's also just, just really, it's it's weaving through outdated jokes, uh, blatant like like to the point of almost plagiarism references. Like there's a scene where where um many scenes where they just completely they don't it's not a reference to like airplane or or um planes trains and automobiles it's just a copy paste job and it's 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 weird like there's a scene where peter says verbatim the exact lines from planes trains and automobiles where um john candy uh like kind of the like uh uh my friends like me like that kind of like that heartfelt kind of moment in planes trains and automobiles and he just says that that exact monologue and then chris is like <laughs> movie references i'm like that's not a reference that's just that's saying that's 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 saying the exact lines that's that's monologue that's and again isn't that what they've been doing since the first episode i don't think that they've blatantly no, done something like that because it's kind of in the later seasons is when they've done these because i mean they can make references to things and it's funny because it's like oh yeah i get that reference because it, it's funny because it reminds me of that reference but what they're doing is they're not there's no punchline or anything there there's like there's one where um a cutaway is peter in doc brown's uh house with all the clocks and everything and he's like oh no i'm late for school and it's just the it's 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 exactly the beginning of Back to the Future, and the punchline is him turning to the camera and singing along to Huey Lewis and the News. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's just not a punchline. It's not funny. It's just a reference yeah, to stupid. something. Yeah, so it's frustrating. But and I feel like the show has gotten um, just so much meaner than it used to be. Oh yeah, I mean, it always used to take some jabs, but it's just like kicking a horse when it's down it's yeah. just like it's gotten so bad now like how many Lindsay lohan jokes can you do it's like is that right. still funny now i, I don't yeah. know uh and they'll just make they've poked fun at ben stiller a few times and it's just so it's so bullyish and petty it's like it is they, they've made fun of ben stiller because he has big ears right so huh. what why, why is that funny <laughs> it's that's yeah. just bullying yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's. I have an issue with it too, but uh, yeah. I still think it's funny. Yeah, I still watch it because, like I said, it's hit or miss. But when it hits, it's it's okay. Um, I feel like um, I'll say that the evolution of Stewie's character was really clever, though. How they the first several seasons, he was just this evil guy who was like trying to take over the world and kill his mom and stuff. Yeah, and he turned into like the goofy gay guy, right? It's such a huge change, and it's just really funny to see it. Uh, that's I do I, st- I do still like his character a lot. Yeah, Stewie's the- how how he interacts with Brian. Yeah, and stuff. They're they're the best part of that show, except for when they're trapped in a bank vault. That episode was just what the hell. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. that was that was one of the episodes where it's like okay, you're not a drama, you're a you're a cartoon sitcom. It's it's not, you know. Don't have that because it's not going to win you an Emmy. Um, I like so, the music stuff too. The musical episodes they do. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but, but it, yeah, it's good. Seth MacFarlane can sing. Yeah, he totally can. It's hilarious when a, a like a barbershop quartet breaks into a hospital room. They're like, "You have AIDS? Yes, you have AIDS. Not <laughs> HIV, but full blown AIDS." <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. done. So yeah, so that was that was, you know, that's my pick. Uh, do you want to round us out, Mike? I'll do it. Um, oh jeez, I have a couple that I mentioned in my speed run last time we did the movie guilty pleasures, and oh, I'm yeah. trying to decide what I'll have more to say. Uh, which about which show I'll have more to say. Um, I could talk about Dexter, but I think there is more to say about it just being a guilty pleasure because for the first four seasons, I did not feel guilty at all. Okay. I could talk about Nip Tuck, but it's so far, we're so far removed from when Nip Tuck was relevant that I think that it's kind of pointless. So I think I'm going to talk about um, the first like three years of Glee. Okay, wow. Glee has had an interesting run, a very interesting run, uh, in terms of uh, its its re- cultural relevance, its the amount of quality, and also uh, the the critical acclaim it's had, uh, as well as you know how I've how I felt about it. When the first season came out. It was not a very uh, cool thing to watch. It was kind of under the radar, and it was kind of a little silly. And I remember f- making fun of it. Uh, and then I f- started watching it, and I loved it. Uh, for the first <laughs> three seasons, I thought it was fantastic. And so I guess you could call it a guilty pleasure in that sense uh, because you wouldn't expect a, a guy like me to like Glee. Well, if you knew me, you would because Tiny, like you, I love musicals. Um but it was also super, super cheesy and super message heavy. So I, I don't think uh, it had a whole lot of quality. I think I just liked a lot of the singing. But after a while, I gave up watching it. So I, I don't even know if I want to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't even watch it so much. I, I mean, I haven't watched it in two or three years. Um, and it stopped being good about four years ago. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Did, have you guys watched Glee? Uh, I've watched one episode and it was, 
I've I've talked about it before on the tragedy off the screen episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't an honest viewing of it because circumstances of that viewing were just not ideal for enjoying Glee. Mm-hmm. Not that I probably I, ever would enjoy. I have me. not watched one minute of it, <laughs> which is weird because you're into musicals. Yeah, yeah you might weird. like some of the first season. I probably would. Unfortunately for the show, it really peaked at "Don't Stop Believing," which was in the first episode. Uh, it was <laughs> it was never quite able to catch up to that. So, I mean, they've had some great moments. They had some great moments on the show, but. Uh, don't stop believing was excellent, and it and it never hit excellence again. Hmm. Does that show have any like original music in it? Uh, I think I want to say like a year ago, one of their assignments was to to write an original song. So there were a few original songs. Hmm. Oh, so almost almost none then. <laughs> almost none, yeah. Almost exclusively covers. I th- see. I think that's why I'm not really. I haven't tried to watch it because like any musical i've seen that does something like that um how what was that one rock of ages is that what it's called from Uh last year really really didn't like it because and there's like no original music in it it's all covers um yeah so yeah i don't know but on the other hand i saw uh mama mia when i was in vegas and loved it yeah have you seen uh across the universe i have yeah i did like that yeah i like that too yeah that's the Beatles, man. The Beatles can't suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's uh I guess it's the um what the song the quality of the songs they're covering as well. True. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Good pick. Cool. Yeah. Um well that about does it for the guilty pleasure TV discussion. Uh do you guys want to move on to potpourri? Sounds yep. good to me. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll go ahead and bring us in. Um, this is the section where we're talking about stuff we're into, stuff we're looking forward to, the general potpourri discussion of, of, of what we're, what we're consuming or about to consume. Uh, anything that, anything we're talking about, anything we want, as long as it smells good. So what are you guys into? Your mom. Into a lot of things. Oh! Hey! <gasps> Damn it, Tiny. <laughs> the movie I watched last week was Need for Speed. Oh, how was it? Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> you know, it, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the reviews are just awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are saying it is a trash movie. Um, and so I kind of went in expecting it to be trash. It's also uh, not my kind of movie, so it had that mm. going against it. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Um, you know, it had the fact that it was a car movie going against it. I really, really don't like the uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Right. It seemed like a movie in that vein. And it kind of was. But uh, for whatever reason, I left the theater kind of satisfied. I, I, I was, like, surprised uh at the the level, I don't want to say depth, but I was surprised um, that it was kind of good. Nice. Hmm. So I enjoyed it. I, I had fun. I'll probably never see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the script was awful, <laughs> and I think Aaron Paul kind of kind of overdid it in the seriousness. Um, hmm. And I can't tell if it was him or the script. 
Um, but a lot of the other characters were pretty awful. So I, I, I guess it was the script, but it was okay. What's that? At any any point did Aaron Paul say, yeah, bitch speed. (laughs) (laughs) No, dang it. Uh, And I was also, I've also been asked, do they say I've got the need for speed? And I said, no, damn it. They did not say that. Missed opportunities. Well, it makes sense because that that's a line from a movie that the video game used to title its video game. <laughs> right. And uh, now the movie is based on the video game yeah. based on a line from a movie. So what you're saying is they didn't take any of my script revision uh, no, suggestions. No, I guess they put that in the uh, trash pile. Damn it. Is my guess. Yeah, jerks. <laughs> also, one more thing I'll mention. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, and I'm kind of too scared to even see it because uh, it might just make me so angry is uh, have you guys seen the trailer for god's not dead (laughs) yeah it's it's a hit apparently it is a hit yeah it was man uh, i don't think it was tops at the box office but it it was it was not enough i think it was number two yeah something like that yeah divergent was the clear was the winner right i do know that um it's just the trailer, okay, like, all right. It was number four, 9.24 million. Wow. Well, yeah. okay, my personal secularism aside, the trailer just looked absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, Just the acting is just really, really awkward. And, like, I thought for a long time throughout it that it was a parody movie, that it was some some weird, some weird comedic thing but i had no idea that it was played for serious oh yes um and if i'm not mistaken this this could be i could be way off base but it's made by this company called clean flicks that there's a uh there's a documentary on netflix i don't i haven't seen it but it's on my queue that it's called clean flicks it's about this company i i assume it could be the same company that they were they attempted to make like a an alternate version of Netflix kind of like take the Netflix kind of business model and have censored movies okay so there's a documentary called clean flicks i'm i'll check it out eventually um but i think it's the same company that put out god's not dead interesting yeah yeah well um it j- just the trailer alone looks as offensive as I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I I kind of want I I kind of want to watch it, um, but I really think it'll make me too angry, and I, I don't <laughs> know that there are enough people in the world to to hear me to, for it to make me even feel better. Right, I had something to say after it. It'll, it'll just make me so angry, and I'm not going to call anybody out. But just looking, scrolling on my Facebook, there's there's a few people who who've called it a must see. Um, it just it just makes me so sad. I've I've seen sucks. it, I've seen it on on Netflix or on Facebook to a lot of. Uh, I've seen like one one response saying like it's the like an, an amazing movie. I'm like that trailer though. Yeah. See, I can't wait to see it. Oh, I'm really? gonna see it. Oh yeah, yeah, I really want to see it. Oh man, like, yeah, yeah, like Tiny. When you go see it, let me know because okay. I'll go with you totally. Okay. Um, if you see it in the theater, I mean, 
I mean, Kevin Sorbo's in it, dude. <laughs> yeah, so is Dean Cain. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Wow. Superman and Hercules. Can't go wrong. Yep. <laughs> Gods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up Clean Flex, but I don't know if they... I'm not sure if they're connected. This Clean Flex company and... Uh, in God's Not Dead. Oh, hey, really quick, some news. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted by Variety about an hour ago. True Detective is going to submit as a drama series for Ooh. the Emmys, not miniseries. Nice. I like it. I like nice. it, too. It makes me wonder, like, is American Horror Story, like, going, uh, <laughs> uh, you know? I mean, yeah. they're trying to get away with that uh, miniseries BS, and True Detective is going the honest route. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um and by the way, speaking of American Horror Story, they announced the uh season four like theme and title. It's uh Did uh, kicked off. No, I'm just no. don't care. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> well no, I, I heard a bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, I heard that too. That's weird. Oh. Huh. Um but anyway. Uh Is it the circus? Yeah, the circus, it's called Freak Show, but it's uh, set in like the fifties, I think, which is. Int- hmm. I mean, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a frame of that show since season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't think Clean Flakes has any relation to God's Not Dead. I already <laughs> said that, but I'm trying my best to to look it up. But maybe they did Son of God. <gasps> Maybe. Yeah, which is also in theaters right now, if I'm not mistaken. It is, which yeah, I... Even the trailer for that... Like, I think the trailer for God's Not Dead is... I hope it offends Christians. <laughs> it should. You know what I mean? I mean, there, there, are, there are some very smart, thought-provoking, thinking Christians. And I hope they look at that movie and go, man, there, there's nobody that's really like that. Right. Or there are very few people that are really like that. Yeah. It's made ten million dollars um, so far. Um I'm officially wrong. It's pure flicks that that uh, put out um God's Not Dead, not not clean flicks, but that net that documentary is on Netflix. Um Gotcha. Yeah, I I t- like I'm like tiny we should go see this like a Saturday night, like when it's gonna be a packed theater, because I want to see yeah. what kind of audience reaction it gets. Oh, yeah, God. me too. Yeah. You're your gluttons for punishment. <laughs> See, I just I just view it differently. I can laugh at that stuff now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I know, but it makes me sad to think of all the people who are who are enjoying it and buying into it. Right. Yeah, but people are gonna enjoy and buy into it anyways. There's yeah. To do about it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. We should make it a double feature with Son of God. Yeah. <laughs> um, which Son of God? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've I've heard that it's just. Like almost it's from entirely, the yeah. It's Bible miniseries, and it's cobbled. It's the Jesus parts cobbled together. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Which, by all means, uh, is more entertaining looking than God's Not Dead. Oh, absolutely, no question about that at all. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, so it'll be anyway, interesting. To what see do you it. guys? What do you guys? Do? <laughs> uh, Tiny, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um. 
a couple days ago, I watched the movie um, Kill Your Darlings. Oh, nice. And I highly recommend it. It is really good. Uh, I think it was... This was a good year for the uh, Academy Awards, but I, I feel like it should have been included in a few categories. Um, and the categories that I that I think it should be included in were stacked. Um, <laughs> best actor and best supporting actor um, and script. Uh, I think it would be original script. Um, it was just incredibly good. I, I'm so glad to see um, Daniel Radcliffe stay successful and branching out. Um, we knew him as the, the tragic British kid for a decade. Um, tragic Harry Potter for a decade. And now we've got a, he's branching out he's doing different things. He's done some comedic stuff and he did a little bit of horror and now he's doing this just different kinds of characters and he hit it out of the park in this movie. I, I, re- I was really impressed with him. Um, uh, I think the standout though was, uh, Dane DeHaan, who oh, was nice. uh, famous for, um, oh wow, I can't think of the Chronicle. Movie. Chronicle, Chronicle, yes. Uh, Chronicle, and uh, he's the upcoming Spider-Man sequel, Amazing Spider-Man. So right. um, he was incredible in it. I, I was really impressed. He uh, he kept up with some really heavy hitting actors like Michael C. Hall and, and Ben Foster, and wow. you know he he absolutely stuck with him and, and, and rose above their performances. I was really impressed with him. Um, nice. It's just a really great story. I, I had never heard it before. Um, it is about um, some of the most famous beat poets of the American post-war boom, um, like Jack Kerouac, and uh, the main character is Allen Ginsberg, played by Daniel Radcliffe. and It's about this murder that they're all attached to and how it affects their lives it's it's really interesting um and and i was thankful that there's uh almost no poetry in it because i'm not really (laughs) a fan of poetry um i i have no no criticisms of it whatsoever it's just not my thing i just Mm -hmm. i'm not really into it um with a few exceptions but uh it's just not my thing and so it wasn't about poetry it was about being a writer and then how it affected them during this event, it was such an original idea for a movie. Um, of course, it's a true story, but still, just the way it was put together and and uh, the acting and the writing, really loved it. I, I highly recommend it. Cool. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yep. Um, mine, I'm torn between a couple things. Um, I'll talk about this one briefly, I guess. Uh, I binge watched the first season of The Americans, um, the FX series about w- with Carrie Russell and Matthew. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. R H Y S. Uh, Rice Reese. 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 Okay. Uh, with Carrie Russell and, and Matthew Reese, but it, where, where they play uh, KGB agents in America um, in the eighties. And it's it's a really cool premise, and it's a really cool show. Um, Noah Emmerich plays uh, uh, their neighbor, who's an FBI agent and counterintelligence, and all that. And there's some really cool stuff in it, but it's a little over reliant on like kind of fight scenes, uh, particularly like hand to hand combat. It's like 
like an episode opened with uh, an assassin executing a guy uh, or an assassin just murdering a guy. But when he pulls a gun on him, they get into a physical altercation for like a minute. Uh, and then, and then like he get the assassin gets the better of him and shoots him in the head. It's like, you could have cut out a minute of time because <laughs> that was completely unnecessary. Um, so they kind of, they're a little over reliant on that. What I kind of get the sense of is that, I don't know, there, there's like a lot of sex. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of, uh, intrigue and stuff that, so much so that it it kind of feels like the show is trying to do for the eighties what uh Mad Men does for Bad Men and AMC does for the sixties, while also trying to have like the sex sexuality aspect of an HBO series, but they're kind of confined to FX, if that makes huh. sense. Right. So it's sure. yeah. So they kind of have the FX kind of brand of 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 series that kind of tone, um, but I feel like it, it maybe it would have been better off at AMC or HBO. That's not to say that I'm not liking the show. I'm liking the show a lot actually, um, but it feels like it it could have done better on a different network. But it's still a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's really interesting to see the kind of. Uh, espionage tactics um from the 80s because they don't have like cell phones or anything they have like they put bugs in they put bugs in offices but they have to have the remote like in a car and it's like this big bulk of a of a thing it's really it's it's an it's interesting it kind of keeps it fresh um cool yeah so so it's a cool show i recommend it um Another one, real quick, is that I I watched Oblivion. Um, nice, yeah, which I liked a lot. Um, hey, was that the first time? First time. Oh, and uh, really cool. Just the, like the visuals were amazing. Um, the twists and the plot. I won't give anything away, but it was it was really, really good. Um, like it, I was surprised that it was that it was an original original concept or original story i I, it felt like it was adapted from like um oh wow why can't i think of the guy's name um not ray bradbury not philip k dick yeah yeah that's that's who i'm thinking about i'm like running through my head like arthur c clark no but uh it felt like in a philip k dick concept um that was adapted but no it's like an original original thing I think um, that's actually what I was most impressed by. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's based on uh, comic books or graphic novels, I think. I think I read where it's like uh or maybe it was like a joint venture. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Inumi Trivia says, I think. Yeah. Um but it was really cool. The acting was really good. I'm like Tom Cruise, he's the dude doesn't age, man. I know, it's insane. He turned fifty when they were filming it and I'm like, dude, you don't look 50 at all. But aside from that, it was, it was really cool to, uh, to watch it. The, the visuals were just astounding. Watch it for the visuals, if anything else. Um, and then the ending, I was, I won't give anything away, but 
ending is one of those endings that at first I was like, okay, well, that, the movie was great, but the ending was kind of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm okay with that. That was actually pretty good. It was a good, yeah. good bow on it. I had to see it twice to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I liked it. I, I bought it. Nice. <laughs> uh, we got anything else to discuss, guys? I think that about does it. All right, yeah. cool. Do you guys have any good cold remedies for me? Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> you say to the person who in two hours is going to be going to work. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah. Uh, so should we wrap it up? Yep. Take it home. All right. Well, this has been the uh, the latest episode of the Obsessive Show Podcast. I don't know when I'm going to post it because uh, we have some other stuff in the in the, in the fire. But uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at our respective handles. I'm at Obsessive Viewer. Mike is at I am Mike White, and Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. Um, you can also like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Tumblr, Google Plus, all that stuff. Uh, check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where we're posting more, more content. Uh, I've been reviewing every episode of Bates Motel and uh, slowly getting through season two of House of Cards, one episode at a time, and writing reviews for it. Um, so check that out if you're into those shows. Um, I'm also hoping to post more movie reviews. I've been kind of slacking on that. Um, yeah, so check that out. And then also uh, email us at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us anything you want, any any feedback, uh, feedback or audio files you want us to play, anything anything you want. Um, also, I'm, I'm slow on this one, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, like us on or uh, uh, vote for us for podcast of the month. Also, rate and review us on uh, iTunes, which podcast of the month is at podcastlay.com. Uh, but rate reviews on iTunes and tell all your friends and, you know, get the word out. I mean, we've got some exciting stuff planned in the future. So, mm-hmm. you know. Also, if you're in the Indianapolis area here in a couple months, we're going to be at Indie PopCon, uh, the new kind of nerd central convention. Uh, so, you know, get your tickets for that because it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. We're going to have some stuff to give away there. So, yeah. Sweet. Other than yep. that, you know, I think that about does it. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, thanks. guys. <laughs> I came up with a I came up with a guilty pleasure after the fact for TV. So, oh, what do you got? Chicago Fire. You guys ever watch that show? No, no. It's kind of popular, though, isn't it? It is kind of popular, but. I mean, to like the TV watcher, like mom, maybe sitting at home. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Probably not much to speak of, but I'm partial because it's Chicago. And uh, I yeah. Know. It's thrilling, you know. Have you yeah. watched uh, Chicago PD? Isn't that a spinoff of it or something? It, it is a spinoff, and okay. I have not watched it. I want, I want to, though. You know, it's. did you ever see the Chicago Code? No. Okay. I remember it coming out, but no. I didn't watch it. It was pretty good what I saw of it, but um it was it was it was it was pretty good. But I think it's funny that they're coming out with another like Chicago cop show. 
Yeah. Um, well, what happened was when there was like a part of the show, I think near the end of season one, where the cops kind of took over the show for a minute. You know, oh, it wasn't so okay. much firefighting; it was more drama with police. Okay. And uh, the two characters kind of got some notoriety, so they kind of took off. And That's cool. Now they're the two main characters on the other show. Nice.